Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode features Erica Maddox, who shared her first birth story with us in episode 16. She's come back to share her second story 12 years after her first. Being a doula, she has had more awareness this time around, but the journey still has surprises for her. Hello, Erica. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Yes. Now, for those who haven't heard episode 16, and hopefully they'll go back and listen after this one, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Um, Well, now I'm a mom of two (laughs) and not a mom of one. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm still a doula in my community. Um, I do a lot of now a little back end community work. Um, with the collective I'm in, uh, Mojania. So, we, you know, we just kind of do a lot of in the community work and a lot of doulas are, um, you know, still doing what they do. Um, what else? I'm currently embarking on new business ventures that I'm excited about. And yeah, that's about it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, tell us a little bit about your pregnancy. Um, well, to begin, I it was a shock. Um, it wasn't planned. Um, it was welcomed, but wasn't planned. Uh, 12 years later, you know, having me pregnant again and having to think of doing all of all of that again, that was uh, a little scary. But um it was, you know, it, my pregnancy overall was really good. Um, you know, I was you know, doing the work previously where I was more aware Um, and just being a doula, I'm just, you know, I have the resources to kind of, you know, have a better experience. Um, My goal with this pregnancy was to have a totally different experience than I did my first. Um, And yeah, it was, you know, overall really good, healthy, um, didn't have any complications, didn't have any, any scares, didn't, so it was overall pretty good. I just craved different things. <laughs> That's all. Now with your first pregnancy, you had your baby a little early and you were mm-hmm. younger, right? Yeah. Um, how did you prepare this time around? Um, well, ironically, I actually had my son the same time that I had my daughter. So five weeks early. Um, being, being a doula and, you know, just kind of doing my research just on a professional level. Um, I was prepared for that to happen again. So I just mentally, I just literally had everything done like two months before, um, where, you know, like I had everything laid out that I wanted. I had a a plan for if it did go later or if it went earlier. So I did have a lot of awareness and planning that I did, um, compared to the first time. Um, and yeah, like it was, I just, you know, I just made sure that I was more grounded than I was the first time. Um, you know, being 19, the first time I didn't know what I was doing. I just thought I was, you know, it just was having a baby. Um, but now at this time I was, I was intentional about a lot of things that I was, that I did. 
um, and that I even going to the doctor, very intentional asking questions that I didn't ask before. Um, making, even made my midwife aware of like, you know, possibly measuring my cervix that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think to do because I'm like, well, if I had had my daughter five weeks early, maybe it's my cervix because overall she was healthy. Um, so it was just a lot of questions, you know, a lot of questions that I asked and did a lot more research. I um, joined a class, uh, it was a gentle birth, I want to say the name is, where it was more focused on like meditation, grounding, um, knowing your body, trusting your body. And I, with this pregnancy, I was very much into the meditation um, and just being, and being very intentional and clear, having set, setting clear boundaries <laughs> that I didn't do before to just make sure that I had a smooth pregnancy. Can you tell us about your actual birth? Well, that is okay. So with that, you know, again, I prepared to have my have my son early, only because I in my mind, I'm like, well, if I had my daughter early studies, you know, typically, the second one is usually early or earlier. Um, so I, you know, I, I went out of work earlier than I would have. Um, I, you know, try to you know, just, you know, just take my time. And this one, it was the day before, um, I felt fine, but I felt extremely tired. So I'm like, okay, so let me, you know, meditate. I took, you know, took a shower and I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning and I noticed that um, I was spotting. So I'm like, oh, okay. So then I'm, you know, I'm taking my time. I'm cleaning up. My daughter's going to camp and I'm like, uh oh, I start feeling contractions. Now with my daughter, I, the labor was really, really early, really, really quick, I mean. So I'm like, oh, I think I should just go to the hospital because if I just don't want to, you know, have a scare in the house. So I, you know, I get ready. I call, you know, I call my sister. I'm like, okay, I think we need to go. I think we need to, um, uh, and I'm having contractions. So I call the midwife, the midwife says, well, I think you should wait, you know, and I'm like, well, no, I really think I should go in because I, you know, I just feel like I'm feeling the pressure and it's frequent and I'm, you know, everything. So she, so she says, okay. And then literally I would say about from four, I'll say five, six in the morning to about seven, my water broke. And then from seven to, I want to say about 7.45, um, I literally, I felt the urge to push. So in a matter of like an two, uh, I'll say two hours, I was ready. I felt the urge to push. Um, I'm, my in the meantime, my daughter's still here and I'm like, oh, I don't want her to see, see anything. I was in my mind, the whole pregnancy, I was, you know, I would play around and say, I'm going to have, have him at home. I'm just going to have him at home. Well, I didn't think that was actually going to happen. <laughs> so I, was like, you know, I think that you should go to your bus. I think you should go to your bus. Um, my daughter, she leaves and I tell her to leave the door open for my sister because she was coming up. And then the maybe I would say in less than a minute, um, I got off the bed. I went to go into the tub because I, I felt his head com coming down and I couldn't even make it to the to the bathroom. I literally had him 
right in my bedroom. Um, I we I kind of knelt down and he was here. And my sister comes up and she's like, what? The, you just said you're going to the hospital. I'm like, well, you know, she was just like, you're so calm. And I'm like, all right, well, I think, you know, we need to. Um, so I wrapped him up. Um, I made sure that he was okay. And, you know, I'm grateful for my training. I'm grateful for all that because I was super, super calm. I was, um, I was prepared for it. Even in my, in my mind, I said, I'm going to the hospital. I'm prepared to deliver my own child. Um, and we, we went to the hospital and cause I live, I, where I live, I live probably a minute or two from the hospital. So we went there and the nurses were like, you had a baby. And like, they thought I had him in the, in the car. I'm like, no, I had him at home. Um, and we got there and they're like confused about what was going on. And, and I had to explain this, you know, explain what was going on, but overall it was, that was it. It was literally a matter of two hours. <laughs> that is amazing. And yeah. such, um, like you knew, you knew, right? Yeah. You called your midwife and often like, people think we're exaggerating or something, yeah. but you knew your body. And you, <laughs> I'm like, no, I know this feeling. Um, you know, I just felt the pressure. I felt a lot of pressure and and, you know, I just, my only thing was I didn't want my daughter to see it. <laughs> I didn't want my daughter to see because it wasn't something that was planned. So I didn't want her to freak out. So I'm glad that she left when she did, <laughs> because if I would have gotten up sooner, then I think I would have had him while she was here. But yeah. You're amazing. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I am thinking about like the peace with your daughter and mm -hmm. I know we always say about like normalizing birth and, and really making yeah. our children um, aware of the process and what it can look like, but there also needs to be intentionality about that. Right. Like we don't want to just <laughs> yeah, no, 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 <laughs> roll them into that, you know, but like you said, it wasn't something that was planned. So you yeah. didn't have the time to kind of prep her for what that day would look like, what her role right. could or couldn't be or right. her her boundaries of how she felt about that. So I, I do love that you like tapped onto that. Cause it's like, yes, we want our children for some yeah, of us. We like, do want she our knows children. What to I do. Right. And she's, you know, she's well aware. She even wants to be a, a, a P, what is she? she wants to be a labor and delivery nurse. Like she, so she's aware. Um, but because it was, she knew that I was, I was going to have the baby. She knew that. Um, but she also knew that I'm like, you have to go, <laughs> you got to go. Um, but not only that, like, like I said, I want, I knew that I, in my head, I'm like, I'll be prepared to have him if I do um, at home. And it was something secretly that I wanted. Um, didn't, I didn't, let me put, I didn't plan for that because <laughs> clearly the, the labor was so fast, but I, I was, you know, I, I kind of wanted it because of the experience I had with my daughter. Um, I, I knew that I wanted me to be the first one he saw, the first one he spoke, you know, who heard my voice. He, you know, I touched him. I held him first. Um, I knew I wanted to have the, uh, like, the blood from the, from the placenta go back into him through the umbilical cord. Like, I had all this plan. So I'm like, it worked out where I got what I wanted. 
Um, so I was, it was, for me, it was, it was like, yeah, this is, it was destined <laughs> to happen that way. And even though in all of my, every dream I had, I had him at home. So I think that's why I prepared for it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. Now, what was it like when you got to the hospital? Um, I know you said they had a lot of questions. Did they like, what did you have to do? Because you didn't have a witness. Like, what is it? I, so Things that get tricky was, at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, they, they immediately. So again, being aware of like the policies of the hospital, you know, the things that they can and cannot do that they do anyway, you know, just things that I'm just aware of. Um, I, you know, I come in and they're like, you know, like one, they're wheeling me back with my son on my chest. And so they're like, did you, what, what happened? What did you do with like, and I'm like, I had a baby. I'm here. Um, and then they're like, well, so they get me on in the emergency room and they're ready to cut the umbilical cord. I said, I don't want you to do that. Um, I said, he's fine. He's breathing. He's not blue. He's aware. He's awake. Um, he's crying. He's alert. Um, you know, there, there was nothing to be concerned about. Um, I was fine. I was breathing fine. I was, so I'm like, just let, just let it happen. You know, like if you have to do my vitals, do my vitals, but let the plus, let what I want to happen. So they, they allow that to happen. Um, they try to, you know, they, how they draw blood. And I'm like, I don't want anything. I don't need anything. You know, I'm trying, I'm being an advocate for myself, what I <laughs> teach my clients, you know, be an advocate for yourself. Um, they, they asked if I was safe, you know, like all of those questions. Um, and they, they was like, well, you know, we have to, we have to take, take the baby. I said, why? Like, why do you have to take him? Um, they, they said, well, we have to monitor, you know, see, make sure everything's okay. Because if no one was there, I said, he's, you know, he's fine. And then I had to explain, I'm a doula. I'm, you know, I'm familiar. I have midwives that I'm friendly with. Like I'm familiar with, with what, what happened. Um, so I think that eased up a little bit for them because they, I think they just looked at it like, oh, this person just came in. I'm sure they're doing their job, but, um, it, there was nothing wrong. <laughs> so it, once we got someone that was out in the air, that was okay. Um, then to get the placenta out, uh, that was a, that was another another battle because um because I didn't have any medication and it was you know com just at home the the midwife was I felt was a little insensitive about how you know just how tender it is down there and you know she's looking for she's trying to look for any any rips or tears and I'm like, I'm trying to explain to her, like, I need you to tell me what you're doing before you actually go and do it. Um, she had, so she wasn't really sensitive about that. Um, luckily I, I only had like a one stitch tear that she said that I needed, which I don't think I did because I, I felt fine, but, um, but yeah, then after that, it was, I was like the the talk of the town on the on the labor floor because I came in with my son and then you know everything after that everything was fine. I love that you were able though to still advocate for yourself in that moment. 
Um, and just how tricky that is too. Like, I mean, I think about you transitioning from the space of like, oh yeah, I just had my baby. Now I'm going to this other space. I just had my baby and how we talk, you know, we talk about that like first hour and like really being able to settle in how that was really interrupted. Right. Um, And so still being able to say like, I need some of these things to help me settle into this new, both of us settle into this new space. Um, And just putting that out there for, you know, any transfer of any type, um, giving people the space to settle into this new sphere of their birthing process yeah so I I was very intentional about that you know like especially just knowing that if I allowed the blood from the placenta go you know through the umbilical cord allowing the umbilical cord to be a certain color allowed me that that bonding time that I know that me and baby need so I was very intentional about that and making sure that they just didn't take that take that part out (laughs) you know because I knew that once I got into that space it's a controlled space so I tried to at least give me that because I didn't have that with my first and you know it was it was important that I had that moment and it's important to note that even though baby was a couple things baby was five weeks early but that's five weeks early from the due date so technically only Mm -hmm. two weeks early right Mm -hmm. um in terms of a full-term baby um yes if you have a baby before the due date before full term at 37 weeks actually um you should go to the hospital right Mm -hmm. because you do want to make sure things are okay being mindful that it's not necessary an emergency especially as you described him as you described yourself, right? Um, it wasn't necessarily emergent, but it's important to go um, just for a full checkup. Um, yes, checkups can be done on mom, just like they are at when you have mm-hmm. the birth at the hospital as well. Um, being able to keep and maintain your composure probably helped yeah. that you showed up not freaking out. So, um, but if yeah. you are a person that is freaking out, do what works best for you. Mm-hmm. Don't just listen to the stories of other people and say, oh, I can just hold on to my baby and keep my baby. Sometimes yeah, no. your baby yeah. might need some help, right? And you don't want right. to go in thinking that you have to fight people all the time. Right. Yeah, no. Like yeah. people live don't on high that. alert. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, don't yeah, don't do that. I, you know, I again I'm Erica is you know, ready I'm, and I'm, prepared. Okay. <laughs> I was prepared. I I knew, you know, I was prepared for pretty much anything. Um, you know, I was you know, the reason that I even kind of prepared for a potential home birth um, was because the hospital that I was going to was about 15 minutes away. Like I said, I have a hospital that's two minutes away. I personally don't like the hospital or I wouldn't go to the hospital that is two minutes away. And that's just preference. Um, The one that I was going, was gonna go to, um, it was, had more, it was more aligned with what I wanted. So but I knew that because of my daughter, I'm mentally preparing myself for that quick birth. So that was my research. That was what do you look for? You know, even though I'm familiar with the background of it, I still did my research on a personal level. What do I look for? Um, you know, do I, you know, is he breathing? Is he alert? He came out with his eyes wide open and, you know, he came out crying. And so for me, I'm like, okay, he's, he has a nice color. He's not blue. He's, 
umbilical cord wasn't wrapped around his neck. It, like it was, to me, it was like a perfect scenario um, that could have happened with me being by myself. But, um, you know, definitely wouldn't recommend someone just doing that. <laughs> like death, it was a, one of those like things that just happened. Um, but yeah, definitely go to the hospital if you have to. <laughs> Your son had told you in your dreams where he was going to be born now. He wasn't playing he sure with you. Did. And, <laughs> and listen, he still don't. He knows. He knew that he was, you know, he knows where he, this is his house. <laughs> he knows that. <laughs> he knows this is his house. Well, tell us about postpartum. So after, um, you know, getting settled in the hospital, getting home, what has postpartum looked like for you? Um postpartum was again I was very intentional with my daughter I suffered from severe depression um and that was one of my fears during the whole pregnancy was postpartum because I you know my I didn't have the bonding time with my daughter um the first hour I didn't breastfeed I mean I was also 19 so I was you know my mentally I just wasn't there um, so this time I was very intentional about no visitors, no, you know, like I was very intentional about my space, um, very intentional about, um, what I ate, breastfeeding, um, just, you know, everything I think this time around, um, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to maybe self-diagnose right now, but I did, I know that I, I suffered from anxiety. So like just now him being away, separation anxiety, I should say, um, where that was probably like the biggest thing. Um, I did have a, you know, as you know, you have those downtimes in postpartum. Um, gratefully, I had a, you know, I had put a, put a great support system together so that I, you know, and I told them what I wanted and what I needed. Um, my sister was probably the, the best support person um, because she, we, we would have these talks and I would explain to her, like, this is just what I need. Um, his dad was really, really good um, with, you know, just be responding when needed. <laughs> he, um, you know, he's, so it was, it was a good compared it was very good compared to my first um more so again because I was very intentional about everything I would I do want to touch a little bit on you said um you know around these parts postpartum is forever and something that came has it's coming up for you is like you said he's at daycare that separation anxiety um how have you been moving through that and and how have you been supporting yourself but also him with that transition um well, him going, so like the first, I would say like the first year, it was bad, you know, where I didn't even want him to go. Only person he could really go is like be with for, let's say overnight was my sister. <laughs> like I wouldn't, I just, not that I didn't trust anyone because anyone that I would allow, you know, I know that he would be okay, but I just, it was just, it was hard for me to, to let that go. Um, he did start daycare about nine months, um, when I went back to work. Um, and that was okay because he originally went to someone that I trusted. Um, 
and she was pretty good with like sending me videos, sending me pictures. So I was okay there. And now he kind of is just his own person where he just is like, bye. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> and then, it, you know, now it's not so bad. Um, so he did really well. I was, because I weighed, I had a, you know, I had about nine months postpartum, uh, like, uh, postpartum, like when I was out of work. Um, and I had all of that time to bond with him and connect. I was, it was an easy transition and it was, it was okay. But the first, I would say the first nine to a year was really, really hard. And what are some things that you would want to share with like our listeners, any other resources or advice? Um, and this can be from the point of view from the 19 year old mom, as well as from now current, right? Yeah. The, what I would say is, you know, being, if you're pregnant, um, you know, it, it, I think we get so wrapped up in like what, like media and TV and, you know, it's just, everything looks so great. Um, but really like our bodies is just completely doing like a 360, you know, we're, we're never, our body will never be the same. So taking that time being pregnant to really be intentional about what you're doing, who's around, um, doing your research, um, taking classes, um, trusting yourself, uh, you know, just really taking the time for you, um, I would say would be the best advice. Um, ask questions, even if it doesn't seem like it's the right question, ask all the questions. Um, and don't just, you know, if you, if you feel as though it's something's not right, especially like with me being 19 and having really bad postpartum depression, it's okay to, to say, I'm not okay. Um, it's okay to say this, I don't feel right. Um, it's, it's okay to say today is not the day, you know, just being okay with not being okay. And having the right people around to recognize when you're not okay because they kind of pick pick that up for you where you don't feel like you're all all by yourself and not being afraid to like peek, think make people think you're crazy right I think sometimes right. people get scared to tell anyone that they they're feeling some kind of way because they're like I don't want anybody to take exactly. my baby or think I'm crazy but it's like this stuff is real okay yeah no that's how I felt when I you know with my daughter I was afraid to say something because I didn't want them to take her. Um, but I knew that I didn't feel right. I knew that the feeling that I had with her, uh, for her, you know, it just wasn't the same. It was, it's not the same. So the difference between the two, I can feel, I can feel the difference of my daughter and my son, just because my, with my son, I have, I was able to have that immediate connection um he was able to you know to hear me um with my daughter she didn't hear me for a for a day um she didn't I didn't get to touch her for a day um and you know that that does take a lot you know like that means a lot in that first you know first hour um that that's a lot if you don't have that so definitely make your birth plan um, have the team to hold you to it, <laughs> you know, and be okay that it's 
you know, it's not always going to be, you know, it's not going to always be okay, but it will be okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's really what it is. And in those birth plans, preferences, also thinking about postpartum, right. And being able with your support team to discuss, here are some signs if you happen to pick up on them, but if I um, relate to you that this is what I'm feeling and what's going on, this is how you can support me. This is how you can show up if those things um, start occurring for me um, so that you do feel more comfortable, right. Being able to really like, cause you know, your support is aware and knows how to move forward with you. Cause I think for some of us, we're not sure what our support knows or how to support us when things um, take a turn or, or shift a little bit. So. Yeah. And, and also, you know, being okay with you, you're not going to, you know, we, I think society makes it where it's like, you have to be the superwoman after you have a baby and you have to, once you have a baby, life goes right back. And that's not the case. You know, that's not, not even a little bit. It's not going to be the case. Your, your world is totally different. Um, even if you have multiple children, you're going to be a new mom again. Um, you know, like I said, your, your body, everything, you have to know you again. And it's okay. Like I intentionally took nine months off because I wanted to spend that time. I could have went back at six weeks. But then I, I knew that that wasn't going to be beneficial to me and my family. Because at the end of the day, yes, I have to think about me, but I am still a mom. <laughs> you know, I'm still, you know, a wife and all this stuff. So I, I do need to be, you know, you have to take the time for you and be okay with, I'm going to take this hour. Don't be, it's not selfish. It's, you know, just know that you do have to get back to you. You have to know you again. You have to love you again. and don't allow people to think that, you know, or make you feel like you have to go back to being like this housewife or, you know, this mom, um, because no, you don't have to, <laughs> you just don't have to. This time my daughter knows not today. I'm not doing it today. And she just knows the cues. Like, she's just like, okay. And she just, you know, she just gives me that moment. So it's, it's all about just setting those boundaries and being okay with it if it doesn't hit with some, with some people it's okay received fully <laughs> thank you Erica. thank you oh it's so wonderful when people come back and I are able to guys and- oh, I do I do <laughs> I you know I always say every time I'm like you guys gotta I told you just you know listen to the especially pregnant like you know I, again, I listen to you guys all the time. So when I was pregnant, I'm listening, you know, all the time. And I tell everyone that is pregnant, like, you should listen because even though it may, this may not be your story, but you're here, like you will be okay. You know, like it's always another side and it's okay to hear other women express all different types of, you know, situations and, you know, things come up and, you know, even with loss and, you know, what have you, things come up and it's okay it's okay. As long as, you know, as long as you are aware and you have your support system that is there with you, it's going to be okay. So I, I'm always saying, listen to them. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Y'all listen to Erica. Come on through. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to your first story again, too. I mean, I know there's 
recall from being there and, and speaking mm-hmm. with you, but it is always wonderful to kind of be able to go back and hear and um, not, yeah, there's a, there is a big difference, but just being able to hear, like you said, you're a di- after, if you have multiples, you're a different person after each one. Um, so being able to see who people are as they are growing through their parenthood journey, um, which also feels good if you are also a parent of multiples of like, okay, yes, I am someone new. I am a completely like there was another layer of me that's now yeah. been unveiled. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, definitely. definitely. Oh. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesandcolor.com. 